When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Well, you, you little big time starlet on the Whoa. stage, absolutely <laughs> smashed it. Oh gosh, I've, I feel silly for feeling nervous now, like really nervous. I think, both, well, I, I definitely would have been sick, like if I'd have <laughs> had my head over a toilet, for sure. <laughs> but actually, it was so fun, wasn't it? It was amazing. There was a one point where you went, my heart, my heart feels like it's going to burst. She, you, you were like, feel my heart. Can you feel my heartbeat? I was like, no, no, I can feel it. And then I was like, take a deep, big, deep breath. Yeah, but then I felt your heart and yours wasn't even beating. It was like, you, <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> but as soon as we opened those stage doors and you stepped out, there was not, you would not have known Hi. that you were nervous at all. You smashed it, George. Oh, thank you. I, I, I mean, I felt in safe hands because I was next to you. So, oh, you know. thanks, mate. It was a roaring success, I think. It was. It was so much fun. And actually really enjoyed it and mm. yeah it's so do you know what it's so nice because obviously we do these podcasts from our bedroom you know we don't <laughs> get any feedback or like well we do obviously via Instagram but no immediate feedback yeah. apart from if our producer's yeah. telling us off <laughs> but it was so nice to sort of get that instant ah or ha 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 or you know like all of yeah. that kind of stuff it's really nice I loved yeah, how it. um you know even though it was in a fairly large venue you could see the whites of people's eyes like we could see faces we could see smiles we could yeah. see waves I you know I was really trying to like look at every single person that was there and make sure that we caught their eye um and yeah I'm just I'm really proud of us you know yeah, it, it's it's been a really big four years of building people listening to this and it's yeah. it's not an easy thing you know pod- right. the world of podcasting people think oh yeah you know I'll just put out a little podcast and I'll see what happens but you know we've really grafted and so it was just lovely and then you know meeting everybody afterwards photographs taken you know with, with like with people that are like I've, I feel like I've spent my entire life with you for the last four years of parenting you know we've been yeah. walking around the park with them we've been in the supermarket with them we've been in their car with them it was just great been in bed with them we've been in bed with them (laughs) (laughs) but no but it's it's so true and it has been Mm. a lot like it has been a long slog like if you think about it we used to record in a studio so we i you know i used to work full time as well like in an office so i used to have to sneak out didn't i and come and meet in the studio and record and then go back and like it yeah when i look back it's yeah it hasn't 
been easy at all um no, so yeah it was really it was just it felt like a really not yeah like a nice celebration of of everything and everyone and yeah I mean mm. we so appreciate people especially those who came from like really far away to come and watch us it was freezing on Thursday night yeah so thank you thank you to all you guys who came down and we are we well a hundred percent we'll be doing some more yay we're, get, we're definitely going to go on tour next year I met a couple of girls from Oxford there were these two lovely girls that I met from Leicester you know yeah. people are really slogged to get down there I was really trying to like drum up a crew to come out in Soho with me but in the end it was just me Dozza and Katie Kirkpatrick Katie oh Katie yeah. How, Katie, how, yeah how late did you go out to um actually quite sensible we left at 10 to 1 oh right I That's actually got one so I wasn't that different to you at all yeah it was all. fine all yeah. good hangover was not that I was I was standing in Luna's um nativity play the next morning and I was thinking don't breathe too uh, you know heavily <laughs> because Miss Morris the headmistress was standing next to me and I was like I can I can smell vodka it's either me uh. or Dozza <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, obviously, if you weren't at the live um, and you, you couldn't make it down, we managed to record three podcasts out of the amazing conversations that we had that night. The first chat was with Ate Jewel, who is a beauty journalist, diversity advocate, and like queen of all things like outspoken. I just bloody love her. And yeah. the wonderful Kat Sims, who, um, you know, not so smug now, she came on to talk about how she felt well, how we all feel after we have kids. Like, who are we after, yeah. you know, the little babies come out? Um, and she also talked about her sobriety. And yeah, I loved this conversation. Yeah, me too. And I think when we first, you know, we first started sort of deciding what we were going to talk about, we thought, you know, we're going to talk about the changes in our body. But actually, it quickly became apparent that the biggest changes since we've become parents have actually been in our mind and who we are as yeah. a person. And I think both, you know, yeah. both Ate and Kat, um, you know, everything they talked about was all about, you know, how they've changed as a person. And actually, in the end, we all decided we prefer the person and the people we are now. Oh my God, yeah. Um, which is really nice. So should we get into it? Oh, let's get into it. Georgia, who are we chatting to today? We are chatting live to the lovely Ate Jewel and Kat Sims. Right, guys, you don't want us to be gibbering on all night. You want to uh, see our first guests. So I want you to put your hands together and I want you to introduce and give us a very, very warm welcome uh, to multi-award winning beauty journalist, broadcaster and diversity advocate, Dr. Ate Jewel and author, podcaster and content creator, Kat Sims. <laughs> Like a glass of champagne. I would love a glass of champagne. Yeah. Thank you very much. After some water. I'm not drinking because I'm an alcoholic and an addict. Oh, you can laugh. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can laugh. Uh, I am, and I'm a year sober as of Yay! last week. Some people who don't drink don't even like to drink out of a glass that looks like it should have alcohol Oh, really? Mm. I don't have that problem, so I'll have, like, a tonic and lime and I want it in a wine glass. <laughs> yes, yes. Because then I feel like I'm at the adults' table, yes. you know? Yes. But how are you both? How are Good. you? Good, so excited to be here. Hi, everyone! Who loves that saying, Kat? <laughs> They're amazing, aren't they? Right, let's get into the conversation today. So we're going to um, talk about, kind of, um, confidence, body, Im yeah. body image, why we put so much pressure on ourselves after we become parents, basically who we are yeah. after we have our kids, because it comes up a lot on the podcast lots of people sending in questions um so I guess kind of kick us off with the sort of pressure that we feel as mums and dads when we have our kids for me I 
found that the pressure wasn't actually so much in body confidence, although that was something I put myself, but actually the pressure of what being a mum yeah. meant and, and that idea of the perfect I think we sort mm. of um, put motherhood up on this pedestal and there's this sense of perfection. And, you know, you have a baby and people... I mean, I just saw people have babies and then the next day they're out walking in the park and they looked great. I had a baby and I was like, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. And oh. also, what have what the fuck have I done? Yeah. And literally thinking, I can't do anything. Like, mm. how am I ever going to have a bath? Yeah. Mm. Like, the whole logistics of it didn't come apparent until that she was actually here. And I think, for me, that pressure to behave a certain way and to bond in a certain way and to love a certain way really sent me spiralling. Yeah. Yeah. And that how was the pressure. How did you feel? Like, how did you feel about yourself as a parent? Did you feel like you, you well, were the parent you wanted to be? I thought not? I was going to be fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. I'd always been taught, if you, like, plan, work hard and prepare, you'll be successful. So I was like, I'm planning, work hard and prepare. And I made <laughs> a birth plan. Oh, my oh God. God. Mm. Did you do, like, a board oh to take God. into the delivery room? I shit you not. It was four pages double-sided, <laughs> laminated <laughs> and colour-coded for what referred to me, to the kids, to the... And the midwife, bless her, was very gracious when she took it. I can only imagine what she said can when she got back to the midwife station. She was like, oh, my God, I've got this. She probably, yeah, she gave me, oh, we've got one of those. Everybody's like, I'm not having her, yeah. no, she's yours. Um, and... It was just an absolute shock. I was blindsided by the lack of control and my inability to really affect anything. And I think now, looking back, if I'd just been able to relax, if I'd just been able to have the confidence to not put all that pressure on myself, mm. I, don't, I don't think I would have ended up with postnatal depression. I don't think I would have ended up um, as, as miserable as I was. But nobody told me mm. that it would be really hard and that you'd probably hate quite a lot of it at the beginning. No, they don't tell you that part. No, they don't yeah. tell you Did that Did you have a similar experience, Ate? I had, I have twins. Oh, well. <laughs> so, so no, no, she didn't. Okay. I, had, I, had, I had twins and it was the shocking, shocking. Yeah. And, I, and again, I was like, why didn't anyone tell me this? Not that I would have believed it, no. but, like, but it was really shocking. And I remember, I remember tr like, I never had that cup of tea where you could put the baby <laughs> down because it was like, it was like in stereo. Someone was always kicking off. And it was just, it was, but I also went back to work after three weeks. Because what? I'm because self-employed. Because I'm self-employed, and there's no no maternity like nothing. How did that like? How did that actually work? Like I remember double breastfeeding while typing a feature about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I remember going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, was, I mean, my husband's amazing. He works from home as well, and I had my mum, so I had a lot of support. But I just remember, th and I, I had that feeling of they came home, and the the the, the day after they came home. My husband went out and I came, he came back and I burst into tears and I said, why did you abandon us? <laughs> and that kind of feeling really vulnerable in a yeah. way that I'd never felt vulnerable before. And then two days after they were born, I literally, I remember walking out the house to get milk and then having to go back home going, oh shoot, you've got kids, you can't just walk out the house. <laughs> I had left them sleeping yeah. because I was like, You're, that was when it hit me. I can't just live my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, you got to, I was literally that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was I honestly I remember my, my first night in the hospital and all night she was crying, crying, crying. And at four o'clock, I remember just like holding her and like running to the midwife station going, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. Have you fed her? 
And I was like, oh, how often do I have to do that? She was like, basically all the time. And I was like, yeah, that would be the problem. Obviously, the poor kid was starving, like hours old. And then obviously I put her in and she puked everywhere. And then I was like, well, now this yeah, now I'm rubbish at this. I always, that's what I always say to them. I'm like, just... It's all right to be in bed and eat takeaway and watch box sets. Yeah. Don't let anybody through the door unless they agree to leave 45 minutes later and in the meantime they have to yeah. bring food. I don't think we ever really understood that actually. And no. I think after, after Luna and Axel, because they're born three weeks apart, we were just genuinely like, right, okay, let's get back to normal life. Yeah. 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 It was like, I can't even sit down <laughs> yeah. without wincing. I remember wincing. going for lunch with my mum and family in a cafe in Cheltenham and James was talking to someone. He was like, oh, my wife had a baby three days ago. And they literally looked at him and me like, what? Yeah. And then one of them went, what, so you didn't die or something? And I was like, well, actually, die. on the inside. I mean, in my head, I wanted to do that. Like, yeah. I wanted to be back doing those things. Mm. But my body was saying, like, what are, well, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, because, like, it, you know, it is, whether however they come out, you know, mm. through the love tunnel or out the sunroof, <laughs> it is a the love tunnel. Love, yeah. love tunnel. <laughs> it didn't feel very loving afterwards. No, it doesn't. No. Very loving now. No. Um, it is, a, it is a physical trauma that your body needs to recover from, but nobody, you know, my, my mum had me, she was in hospital for 10 days. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm. That, that was standard. Mm. That doesn't happen anymore. And so I think that recovery period that used to be enforced has now gone. Nobody reminds you that actually that's really important. Yeah. Exactly. So you mentioned that your husband went off to work, obviously, went back to work, tried to, you know, get on with his life, <laughs> had to get on with his life. Um, how did you feel about him going back to work and you, you know, being at home with the twins? Was there any resentment there? Also trying to work. Because we work, we had our own company, production yeah. company, so we were freelance three, so, you know, and we worked together. He was very, I was very lucky because he was very present. He was literally, and also when you have twins, you haven't got that precious, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I was like, just get stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't have that precious. I was like, thank you for not leaving me. I'm just grateful yeah. you're here. Yes. And um, so he was amazing. I, I, I couldn't have done it. I just remember, I was, you know, they were up all the time at the night time and we didn't sleep. And I remember saying to him, I was crying and I was hallucinating. And I went to the doctor saying, I am hallucinating. I saw crawling babies <laughs> all over the room. It's the weirdest, <laughs> scariest thing I've ever... And the doctor said, oh, it's because you're so sleep deprived. Your brain... Did you know this? If you're... <laughs> this happens to like, people who get like, tortured and like, sleep, like, sleep deprivation. Your brain starts to hallucinate to try and give yourself downtime. So it well, was... What? Going you cr crawling babies? babies. Yeah, so that it's like, like your brain trying to force you into a dream state to chill. Wow. But instead, of, uh, it was just for me, I was just like, and I was like, Daniel, what's happened? How many are there? There's babies everywhere. I think I had some postnatal depression, but like, you know, people didn't talk about it. And no. I, I would just stare out the window weeping. And, and when I the, think that was when it. When the midwife comes, came round, I remember when the midwife yeah. came round and she was lovely. She, she was called Ray, I remember. And she sat there and she was like, so how are you getting on? And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, talk to me about the first three days. How have they been? I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, She was like, you can cry. I was like, oh, <laughs> help me. I just genuinely did not know what to do. There was yeah. no manual. There was nothing there. So you said looking out the window, weeping. There was a looking, lot of that. Look, quietly looking out the window, weeping. And the misogyny I found very interesting. Yeah. Oh, tell us. Just like, you know, just because a baby comes out of you doesn't mean you know what to, to do. No, yeah. or you know them at all. Or you know what's going on. Yeah. And like, you know, if I went 
you know, now we'd call it a mindful walk, but like 11 years ago, I just got the just hell out of the house. Walk, yeah. and, I, <laughs> and I went round the corner and I'd just be like, oh my gosh. And then I remember bumping into saying, someone saying, where are your babies? Like, what a wicked evil mother you are. <laughs> but also, like, nobody <laughs> ever asks your husband, like when no. your husband goes out to the pub or something, nobody ever goes, Who's with the kids? Yeah. yeah. Although actually, Atta, you did go out for milk and leave them behind, so maybe they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe they'd seen you and they thought. Maybe they you got formed, to be fair. There she goes again. You've got twins, I can't imagine. But when did you feel like you came back up for air and you started feeling like yourself again? I would say, ask me in that. Yeah, I was going to say, she's still waiting. Has it happened? When did I feel like myself? I mean, when they were maybe toddlers. That kind of nursery, preschooly, like, okay, I've got the hang of this. Yeah. And I'm not like, <gasps> but it was, it was a lot, you know. I didn't sleep. I, I gave myself type two diabetes during that time because oh, I was working 18-hour days while looking after kids. Oh my god. Sugar was my go-go juice. Yeah. And I broke my body, you know. Mm. And there's always a price to pay. And it was just learn. And I always used to think balance was a dirty word because I like I was very unbalanced. Just feeling peaceful and happy, enjoying my babies, enjoying my work, enjoying who I am. That did take a few years yeah. to kick in. And no one talks about that that much. I'm glad you guys are talking about it. But yeah. people at the time, back in 2011... We they weren't talk talk discussing no. it. This, this, obviously, this chat is about, you know, who we are after kids. Now, Kat, you entered motherhood, drinking, partying. <laughs> I mean, we've had a night or two together. We've had a night or two together. <laughs> you know, we won't and, talk and, about yeah. it now. But now you're sober. Yeah. So... Talk to us a little bit about what happened with the realisation that you weren't actually the same person as you were when you entered motherhood to the person sitting here now. Totally well, different. I mean, to be honest, now I look back on it, I've never really been the person that I am now, like even before motherhood, you know, because drinking and my addiction always was there in some way, shape or form. I definitely behaved like an addict throughout my whole life. And of course, my husband was home for a month and then he went away on tour for yeah. six or seven months. Yeah. Um, and I, we didn't have family nearby, so I was very... I'm talking about walking. I just used to put her in the, in the buggy and I would walk around our park. I mean, for hours. Right. Like, mm. I mean, it wasn't healthy. I, and I didn't even have... I wasn't even podcasting. Right? It was literally just silence. I think I'd start talking to myself. I talk to myself a lot, but... I still do that. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my favourite things. I'm my best friend. <laughs> I'm my best, best friend. friend. Um, <laughs> oh, no, you're my best friend, but... But that kind of freedom of the before and how I... That was the old me. It I found it incredibly difficult. And I think what I struggled with was feeling like I had to now become a mother. Yeah, yeah. Like there was some sort of transition yeah. that I had to make, otherwise I wasn't doing it right. And now I'm like, no, well, no, I just am. Like, there's no... I'm a mum, you're a mum, we all do it differently, we all look different, we've all got yeah. different circumstances. I was trying to conform to something that didn't really exist. Yeah. Yeah. It obviously, I was always going to lose that battle. And so my self-esteem was on the floor, uh, obviously postnatally depressed, wasn't diagnosed until Billy was about a year. And I'd never failed at anything before. Mm. Mm. Like that, you know, I'd been somebody that had done really well at school and I'd got the jobs and done all that, had never failed and I felt like the and worst. And you felt like you failed. Yeah, yeah I felt yeah. like I'd really failed. And it took me years. Mm. Like even now, I still struggle with one thing. I remember uh, the breastfeeding, Billy was a real issue for me. And because uh, it was at the time when everybody was like, you must keep feeding, you must keep feeding, mm. you must keep feeding. Mm. And... After about eight weeks, my mum turned around and said, listen, I've stayed out of this, but I, I think you need to give her some formula. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we were so batshit crazy by this point. I made Jimmy hold the bottle at the same time as me. 
so that we couldn't blame me for giving like her giving formula. Well, yeah, because yeah. we were told yeah. it was like a combination of yeah. cocaine, tequila and dung beetles. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's how it was sold to us. Yeah. And so we did that. And then I called the, the health work visitor the next morning or something. And I now I look back and go, why didn't she follow up? Why didn't she yep. go, this yeah. woman's not OK? I was hysterical and I said, I just need you to tell me I'm not a terrible mum. And she said, you can always try to undo the damage you've done when it comes to weaning. <laughs> and that Gosh. one line... I like still have therapy just for that one line. The bit where I was like, I've done damage, it's irreparable, I can't do anything about this. And that, and it's baffling to me, but that was what she said. And so you never quite... What did you say back to her, by the yeah. way? I went, oh, OK, great, bye! When do I start the weaning and help yeah. me do that? I didn't know, because you don't know anything. And you're relying on all these people, and actually, that's bullshit, you do know. If we are, like, if we can really lean into trusting our gut, and listening to our instincts when it comes to having babies and being mums, we'd be much better off. But there's so many books um, about, not mine, about parenting. It's all right, you can buy that one. Just don't mind the other um, You've got a book? Oh, sorry, did I mention that? Uh, there's so many books, there's so many experts, there's so many this. I think we all are made to feel that we don't know what we're doing and that we need to learn. And actually we do. I think we do know what we're doing. It's just it doesn't always look the same for everybody. And I think that's a really key part of what we're, what we're trying to do at Made by Mummers as well, is that, you know, a child may get their teeth at five months old. Another child may not... Yeah. have any teeth like Luna until they're 13 months old. Yeah. But every, every child will do things at different stages, yet there's just this pressure on us constantly to be like, oh, is your child crawling? Oh, my child's not crawling. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's competition. We're pitted off against each other rather yeah. than coming together as, yeah. you know, as females, as, as women, yeah, as exactly. mother, as, as community. Uh, I, like you say, you went back to work really early. Someone yeah. else might not feel ready to go back to work for three years or never. And yeah. you like their new role and, and yeah. want to be someone new. Yeah. I mean, I always found it really difficult when people said to me, oh, you know, you won't care about this when you become a mum. You know, like, I'd be stressing about yeah. it. James knows about this. I used to have meltdowns about what I'd wear, what I was going to wear, and I can't go because I can't, I don't know what to wear. And they'd be like, you won't care about this. And then when I did care about that still, mm. I felt like, oh, well, I'm not a mum then. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a real mum because I still care about all these things that I cared about before. You still want to go and get a blow-dry? doesn't make you a real mum. No, yeah. that's bad, isn't it? You don't want to go out with sick in your hair. That's what you <laughs> need to yeah. do. You You've not got Weetabix on your lapel, then you're failing. I don't it's, want that. I, you know, we all have to deprogram. For me, to be a good mother was to be the sacrifice, put yeah. yourself yeah. in love. The martyr. Don't take care of yourself. Have the rub rubbish bit of toast. You have the good bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, you have the really buttery <laughs> bit. Oh, yeah, she has all brought up to believe that. Yeah. And it's time to be like, no. Because, no. you know, also, like, my, my girls are 11 now, and I've started to meditate. I've got the Calm app. And I <laughs> take time out, and I lie down, and I find it very decadent. But I'm like, you know what? Let me go meditate. And I heard Daniel going, ate, ate. He was, like, calling for me the other side of the house. And I heard Adana go, shh, mummy's meditating. <laughs> yes! And I burst into tears because I'm teaching her that taking space is okay yeah. mm. and not to be, like, back up. Yeah. Taking. And so that, you, you know, someone told me ch children never listen, they watch. Yeah. Mm. And oh, wow, so, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, they never yeah, listen, they watch. How I treat myself and how I give myself space and 
how I, you know, I treat myself with what my children see. So I'm trying really hard to deprogram because being that martyr, how is that helping them? Yeah. It's not. Martyrhood and motherhood, I think, are interchanged and mixed up all the time. Mm. And it is, you, you are supposed to, you know, you only eat the fish fingers that they don't eat. Yeah. Or uh, the ones on the floor. Or the ones yeah. on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> just on don't forget that. And, and it's, it's so damaging. And it's, you know, a friend of mine's just had a baby and, you know, and her dad's died two days later. <gasps> and it's her first. And you think... God. Nobody knows. Like, it's a shit time, even if you've not just had that awful thing, if you've not yeah. just lost your dad. Yeah. And to go through that, and nobody's there giving her the support, because people just overlook mums who give mm. birth. They're like, we've just given birth. People do it every day. Yeah, you should, yeah. yeah, should be happy. We'll be right back after this short break. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? So, what, so why do you think that we don't prioritise ourselves when we become mothers? Why is it only till we get to the point of really snapping and breaking that we start to think, actually, hang on a second, there's a person in this physical yeah. body? The pressure, I think it's society, and I think it's this expectation. We've put this motherhood on a pedestal, and that's what you have to be. And only, like you say, we, we are our own worst enemy. That in itself creates our insecurities, which is when we start to get competitive with each other and when we start to get triggered when people go, oh, well, I'm still breastfeeding until they're two years old and you know that you gave them a bottle at two weeks. It's all of that. And I think it's almost like the patriarchy of trying to divide and conquer. Yeah. And we need to just be like, no, this is okay. You can do you, I can do me. There's no right or wrong decisions. Yeah. Every decision you make for your child and yourself is the right decision. And we need to be more supportive, I think, of each other as women in that, because nobody's going to do that for us. Mm. Compassion yeah. for yourself and for others. Absolutely. I think that is the key for me, and not have been mothering a competitive sport, which yeah. it has been. Yeah. Oh, hell, she's playing the violin and she's three months old. She can't lift her head. Do you know what? I realise I realize my youngest daughter's six. And I haven't taught her how to tie her shoelaces. Oh, no. Oh, no, oh, I no, no, no. Yeah, But what about Velcro? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's right. really good at Velcro. Velcro exactly. It didn't even occur to me. And I was like, when did we do that with Billy? She would be like three. But Bo, poor kid. I mean, at this rate, she's going to be in Velcro a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. My mum said to me the other day, talking about that lifting the head up thing, my mum said to me the other day, she said, oh, I saw um, a, a child the other day. It looked like it was about three. It was still in a nappy. I said, yeah, that, you know, that's fine. And she went, well, the thing is, is that you were nine months old, you sat up, you said, no more nappies. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking did not. I, going, I know exactly when it was. <laughs> I was like, is it, there's no way in hell that no, I did that. Love that. She's not the fucking 
nine months. Nine months I love it. Yeah. And I trotted off. Yes. <laughs> Speaking in full sentences. And that's why you're so successful. I know. Exactly you right. took your nappy off at nine months old. You know, we're talking a lot about parents, like how we how we are as parents. Would you say you prefer the you you are today to the pre-baby you? Oh, good question, George. Ooh, that's a good one. I, you know what? I do feel. I had, you know, I'm a recovering disease to please person. I'm a people, I was a recovering people pleaser. And um, I think after giving babies, you literally give zero fucks. The mama yeah. bear comes out. Yeah. And you go feral for your children in a way I've never, like if someone, you know, you'd lift, you know, when you see those videos of people lifting a truck, like I, I love them ferociously in a way I've never, not even myself, because of like growing up, like, so they have taught me so many lessons of, love and like expectation it's done the best thing i'm ever gonna do yes yeah. yes everything else is sprinkles yeah, yeah. that's how i feel I love that. so yeah so i've you know being their mum is the best thing i know that i were ever gonna do and that has taken the pressure off it has made me want to be a you know i look at them and i want the world to be better for them yeah it's like you know i always thought god once I have children, that's it. Your life is over, volume down, career down. But you, you know, I don't think I've, I've been more of an activist. I've been more fighting because mm, I want to make the world yeah. beautiful for them. Mm. So they've been, they've been, I don't know, it sounds really creepy, but they've inspired me. Yeah. No, like, they, they have inspired me. and They want me to be a better person and just, um, yeah, I have. So would I, do I prefer? Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yes, I do. Even when they're not going to bed and being naughty or whatever, but that, yeah, they do. Yeah. What about you, Kat? Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that I, my handle is not so smug now. I mean, I was that insufferable um, person. I was like, he's going to have organic food and wooden what? toys. And, <laughs> like, and when, you know, I don't know, whatever the mm. fuck I was on, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I thought it was going to be wonderful and I was going to be this really crunchy mum. Turns out I'm not in, even close. And I, you know, it's part of me that wishes I could be. But it also, it's, it's a very humbling experience. And I, and I think about the person who I was before and she was insecure. And I was desperately worried about what other people thought. Mm. And, you know, there's something about having kids and like you say, they watch, you know, they yeah. don't listen, they watch. And knowing that you're under scrutiny, you know, you, and you are, because mm. you only have to say one bad word once and they can be 500 yards away, but they'll hear it. Oh. I mean, you can be next to them and ask them to put their fucking shoes on. Yeah. They don't hear that. No, no. But they can be three doors down yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and you're like, fuck this. They come in and all of a sudden they're in saying, the fuck this. So, but I've, re you know, I'm, an, I'm definitely a better person mm. for having kids. And I don't think, I don't know if I would have gone into recovery if I didn't have kids, you know, because when I was drinking, putting myself in danger was never enough. Like horrific things happened to me when I was drinking, when I was in blackout. that should have been more than enough mm -hmm. for me to hold my hands up and say, that's my rock bottom. But as long as it was just me in danger, yeah. wasn't enough. Yeah. It was only when it started to affect my kids that I was like, this is not okay. And so for that, I'll always be grateful because I don't know if I would have gone into recovery if I didn't have kids, if I didn't have anybody else to think about. Um, can we talk about our relationships after oh, yeah. having kids? And do we feel like we're in the same relationship now? Is it no. better? Is it worse? So much better now. Are your husband's here just before? <laughs> yeah. Are you joking? I was How like, you, before we get I was like, I was like do you want to come? Yeah. And he was like, why would I want to come? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've watched you on enough fucking stages. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to play guitar? Yeah. No, mm. I should have practiced my instrument harder. 
Um, um, yeah. You go. Oh, go so, on, I mean, Dan and I, we've been together since we were 19. Wow. We were babies. Gosh. He's always been my best friend, but I respect and love him more now because of what kind of dad he is. Mm. Yeah. So I'm like, I really, I've always really loved at him. And I'm like, wow, what a beautiful dad you are as yeah. well. And I'm sort of proud of him as well. I'm like, look at you. So I know, so I would definitely say, I mean, it's challenging. Mm. It is like the hardest thing I've ever done, raising, like keeping two little people alive and happy and healthy. And I mean, who you choose to breed with is very important. Breed? <laughs> <laughs> Mate. Yeah. And yeah, so I definitely think much stronger. And I, I said to Daniel, you know, whatever happens in our life, whatever happens, we've made these people together. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're bonded, for, like not even for now, but for forever. Yeah. Like in a 500 years when someone's doing their Ancestry.com, they can look back and see. So I don't know. It's a, it's a very, it's a bond and it's a, it's, it's much, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. To... Yeah. And a hard thing. It's yeah? hard. <laughs> well, now it is. I am great. Like, and I know this sounds so, I can't even believe I'm going to say it. I'm fucking grateful every day that I'm married to the man I'm married to. Oh, yeah. that's good. That being said, uh, you know, we nearly divorced. Like there was a time, and that isn't like there was a time I drove in to the house and walked. Well, I drove up to the house, walked into the house, and sat down. And I said, "I figured it all out. I've rented a flat in down the road. We're going to birds nest it. We're separating. Neither of us can do this anymore. And so when I'm with the kids, I'll be in the house, and you'll be in the flat. And we'll do it like that." And Jimmy's like, "What?" Mm. And I was just like, and we were both so unhappy. And this was probably about four, Billy was about four, so four years after we'd had our first baby, maybe five actually. And I just couldn't see a way out. We, every time we walked into a room, I wanted to punch him. I couldn't bear to be around him. He, everything he did annoyed me. I didn't feel like I had a partner. I felt like we were just co-parenting in the same house mm -hmm. and Neither now looking back on it, neither of us <coughs> prioritized our relationship. Mm. But we went into couples therapy, and uh, I didn't want to go. And I was like, "No, I'm done. With, I've I've got the fucking flat. <laughs> the flat is <laughs> there. Yeah. Paid three months on the flat. Thankfully, she was a friend. She did give me the money back for the first time. We'd been in therapy before, but I think I'd been faking it. Like mm. I'm an addict, so I sought out somebody who's very codependent. So Jimmy's very codependent. He likes to take on all the problems himself. He likes to be, he likes to go, it's all my fault, I'm really sorry. So previously I allowed him to do that and I was like, see, look how fucked up he is. Can you even believe him? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. don't you feel sorry for me now? Yeah. Um, perhaps I wasn't as perfect as I oh, thought. Yeah, that oh was. no. <laughs> no, it's been a series of very humbling moments for me, uh, parenthood. And that was really, really central. And in fact, for six weeks after going into therapy, we didn't, talk outside of therapy like when the kids were around we were civil Ooh. but when they went around we couldn't because we just couldn't trust each other to not yeah. say and it was so raw and it was so painful and it came down to the fact that we'd never processed that first year of having Billy mm. properly and I'd felt <coughs> terrified I was traumatized I was alone I was obviously drinking mm. but that wasn't really on the table yet well not for me for Jimmy he was like yeah you were definitely an alcoholic then um but he was away right. he was like my only role is to make sure this baby's okay because she's a nightmare. Like okay. she's, she's on the floor, right. so all about the baby. And we've had to, and so it was a really fucked up thing and it really degraded our relationship. And we just got to a point where we couldn't do it. But now 
we are in such an incredible place, largely because we, I think we've both accepted that this Hollywood bullshit myth of what a good marriage yeah. and a good relationship is, yeah, is, is just that. that. Yeah. It's bollocks. It's not ripping your, your clothes off and having sex on the kitchen counters and bringing flowers all the time. And I would actually quite like flowers. You know, and it, this, this whole thing that they should just know. Yeah. I relied on telepathy as a, as a viable means of communication yeah. in my relationship for far too long. It doesn't work. Does it, who, who knew? It doesn't work. But then we stopped talking about things outside of, you know, the endless lists, the school yeah. pickups, you know, who's going to go and collect Timmy from Johnny's party. But I think that's okay as well. Like there is... Yeah, but there has to be other layers to it. You yeah. just be you discussing have to, logistics. You have to yeah. No, of course, yeah, but, there is a, but there is yeah. an element of accepting that yeah. when you have kids, your relationship is going to change for a period. Mm. Like it just is. There are going to be periods of time where you don't have sex very often, where you don't, where you do talk about little Johnny's school yeah. trip or yeah. whatever. And it's just a period of time. And the fact is, if we're supposed to be married, if we end up married for the rest of our life, very short yeah. period of time, the, it's yeah. just that. But accepting that is accepting half battle. Accepting that, like, yeah. Both of you accepting that. Yeah. You know what, well, okay, like, it's here the, we are. The journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. There's ups and downs. Totally. Yeah, yeah, and really also acceptance that. of, you know, someone coming home and you're, you haven't had a shower. Yeah. You know, you've got yesterday and the day before and the day before that's pyjama bottom still on. Yeah. It, your greasy hair on the top of your head. The last thing you want to do is use an armchair to get you know, slung over it. Yeah. You want to just sit down and someone bring you a cup of tea, but you Maybe have to be able to... Maybe a cup of tea! Yeah, yeah. Sit down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bar's, the bar's, really, the bar's really low at that point. Yeah. Our, our therapist said one thing to me which changed our whole thing, and she said, I think I was banging on about the fact that he left the plates on top of the count, mm. on the counter on top of the dishwasher, instead of taking that like yeah. extra yeah. five seconds to open yeah. it and put it in. I'd, I'd argue three seconds. And he was like, I don't get what the big deal is. And I was like, because it, you might as well just say, fuck you, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like. But the therapist said, the problem here is that you didn't feel very kept in mind. Mm. And it was like, do you know what? That's a much better way of saying it. <laughs> when I thought about it, that's exactly what it was. Mm. I felt like he just didn't didn't keep me in mind. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. And it's like that. It's like cherishing. It's yeah. the same thing. And so now, when he does, he puts the plates on top of the dishwasher. I just turn around and go, I don't feel very kept in mind. Yeah. <laughs> but it's given. But you laugh. But like it's yeah. given us language. No, no, great. And he's yeah. like now. Oh, okay, get it. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll start the dishwasher. You know. um, now, before we break for the interval, because it's coming up, don't worry, you can get yourself watered and go to the loo. Um, we would love to ask you the best piece of advice that you have ever been given um, by a parent or the piece of advice that you'd like to give a new parent. The best piece of advice wasn't from someone who told me to drink lots of white wine so the baby sleeps. <laughs> Which was a madness. I like that told me. <laughs> The best piece of advice was like... You, like, I was armed with this phrase, which I use the entire time. Thank you for your help and thank you for what you have to say. But if it's a mistake, it's my mistake to make. This is my baby. Back the fuck off. You know when everyone's telling you what to do? do, 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 do and, it, and it just like really diminishes your like, you know what? Back off. Yeah, yeah leave me be. Back the fuck off. Right, got it. Back the fuck off. I'll practice And sometimes you need to whip them out, like, you know, that phrase. Like, but what it means is, like, it's what you were saying, trust yourself. Yeah. You know what, I don't need a thousand opinions, I don't need this or that. 
I can trust myself. Yeah. Mm. Or back the fuck off. Really. <laughs> either work. Yeah, either way. Either way. All of that. But, yeah, I would say that to a new parent. Cat. Cat. Um, I think, I suppose the thing that I found that really transformed my experience was when I, because my instinct is to isolate, right? When you're, and, and parenting is yeah. perfect for that mm. because you're like, oh, I can't come. I've got the baby. Oh, the yeah. baby's, there's a million reasons why you shouldn't go anywhere. And I think, you definitely do not need to be overdoing it. But I think really finding people that you can cry with, ask for help with, be honest with, and that might be just one person um, that doesn't trigger you. So definitely not your mum, because my mum was that for me for a while and that did not go very well. Mm. Um, and really being vulnerable, actually, being able to be vulnerable, yeah. because none of us, are very, well, I mean, I'm shocking at it, but it's, it, you do have to be able to go, I can't do this, I'm really struggling. And can somebody please help me? And find your tribe. Yeah, yeah, find your tribe. And I didn't want to say that because I hate that phrase. But oh, yeah. oh sorry. No, no, it's all right. yeah. <laughs> you just can't get this. Off stuff. you go. No, no, I didn't mean it like that. What I meant it was always like, you know, it's, that's really that's, but Do you know what I mean? It's people no, say that to you all the time, don't they? They're like, find your tribe. And you're like, fuck off. Where's my tribe? Yeah, yeah. have a tribe. Yeah. I want a tribe. I just need one person, person yeah. who, yeah, and that's it. That's yeah. what you found, right? And, it's, and that was, for me, the biggest thing where I found I could actually finally be honest with somebody. Yeah. With not your tribe, but just that yeah, one person. Yeah, definitely not tribe. So forget the tribe, just one person. <laughs> um, ladies, we're going to have to wrap things up. Please, 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 please put your hands together and give a massive, massive... Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's so lovely to hear that conversation back again because when we were on stage chatting to the girls, it went so fast. I know. It's weird, actually, because I, I didn't remember half of that conversation until we listened I know. back. I know. <laughs> I just thought I thought the two of them bounced really well off yeah. each other. I love both of their energy. So you know, know. Ate so funny. Cat. Oh, she literally lights up a room, Ate. Like all oh, like she? everything she says as well. You're like, oh, just the way she's yeah, she just has a beautiful way with words. Well, the way she said, Oh, it's my if if I if I make a mistake, it's my mistake, basically fuck you. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. everyone went, woohoo. <laughs> yeah. And then also Kat, like she's just so incredibly strong and also the way she yeah. articulates what she's been through um mm-hmm. i think yeah i mean i think you know it, even if you haven't got sort of addiction problems lots of people can relate to a lot of what she was saying yeah. um especially you know those early days where you're just kind of walking obsessively around the park thinking i you know what am i doing <laughs> what the hell's going um, on yeah she yeah. said she spoke to me afterwards george and she said um at the beginning you'll you'll hear her and i said you know so you know, you start, you, you, you entered motherhood drinking and now you're not, you know, why? Mm. And she was like, because I'm an alcoholic and an addict. She thought that everyone in the audience was going to laugh and everyone went, oh. And then yeah. she went, no, 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 you can laugh, you, you can, can laugh. laugh. And yeah. she, <laughs> that's somebody that's been, in, um, that's been sober for a year that can, you know, that, that, yeah. that expects, you know, that, that is okay with people laughing at that. I know it's not a funny yeah. subject, but. No, but she's, that's, she's got a lot of, you know, she, she's got a lot of humour, hasn't she, about yes. her. So um, that's obviously just the way she likes to talk about things. Yeah, um, brilliant. Right, well, I think we need to thank lots of the amazing brands that were in the goodie bags. Also, we want to extend some of the offers to you guys as well. Yeah. Um, who are listening I'm going to kick us off because they're called the Uncommon Wine Um, you might have seen them in M&S and Waitrose well they're oh my gosh they're a beautiful English sparkling wine I actually had the rosé on Saturday it is so so nice and perfect if you just want like one drink 
um, and you yep. don't want to open the whole bottle. Now, they're actually offering 40% off your first order with a code MUMMERS40, and that's on their website. And they have never done a discount this big before. Um, so we are really lucky to get that. The code is M-A-M-M-A-S-40. Um, yeah, I mean, amazing gift, and even just for yourself as well. Yeah, and if you go to the website... Um, we are the uncommon.co.uk. You can find it there. Place your order. Um, as Georgia said, um, obviously you can you can find them in the supermarket as well. Or you know, it's just perfect for like a posh train tinny. Which, you know, as we yes. always uh, as we always tinny. say. There's just nothing better than sitting on a train and having a lovely drink. We also want to give a big shout out to Never Fully Dressed. They're one of our favourite brands anyway. We love their clothes, but they provided the goodie bags. They did provided these absolutely beautiful tote bags. Um, and they've just been super supportive to us. So make sure you check them out. They've got some gorgeous party wear as well. If you're still looking for something this side of Christmas or an amazing outfit on Christmas Day, they could be right up your street. Yeah. And then, as a lot of you know, we've been working with Biosculpture recently. Um which is why our nails have been looking so lovely. Um, and they actually popped uh, nail varnish into the goodie bag, but they are also offering 10% off for anyone who wants to buy them. And that's just made by mamas, spelt how we spell it, and that's 10% off. Um, so another great offer. Love that. Um, also, um, you know how Georgia and I, you know, we're basically, if anyone came around to our house and mm. wanted, you know, um, beauty product it would be like walking into a shop because we're obsessed with beauty products we're obsessed with sheet masks and gold collagen actually donated one of their uh, sheet masks their face masks for the goodie bag they are the market leader in collagen in the uk and we absolutely adore these face masks they're such a nice stocking filler as well or a gift to give to your mates um so yeah definitely check out gold collagen yeah absolutely love them and i mean we don't need to introduce this brand because i'm sure everyone's heard of it Tweezer man, the, the, the only tweezers that you yeah. will ever need. Um, I I actually don't do lots with my eyebrows, but I always have a little set in my makeup bag just for any yeah. like little stray hairs. Um, yes. They are absolutely the best. So yeah. Such Thank a nice so stocking much. filler as well. For the, I'll just yeah. say that I've got the tweezers, which I've had for years, but I also just recently got their, um, they do like a mirror as well, which is like a magnifying mirror. So it's perfect. You can just keep it in your makeup bag just for those any of those unwanted hairs. <laughs> Even when they're on your chin. Oh, um, God. As, as I keep getting I know. hair. Pluck them away. away. Yeah. No one will know, George. <laughs> um, thank you so much again for everybody that came down, for you guys for listening to this episode. We've got two more podcasts from the live that are going to be coming out over the next couple of weeks hope the Christmas um, preparations are going alright in your house um, as always we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow yeah and if you did come down to the live then please drop us some feedback either in our DMs or by the email that's in the show notes um, and if you have got any guests you'd like to hear from or topics you'd like us to cover next year then again just drop us a message and we'll be back on Friday Made by Mummers is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 